Hello. Hello. And welcome back to 16 Candle Keeps. Hello. Place where the 80s pass the death saves. Today, I've got Emma with me, so... Hiya. There you go. Um, Hello. Just so everyone's aware, again, we've been uh, we've been doing these short stories whilst we get ready for Campaign 2's return. Um, we've had a couple of um, things happening outside of the podcast uh, for multiple of us in the group. Life which, issues. Yeah, life commitments and issues have come up, meaning that um, the return has been delayed a bit more. Just before we jump into this, uh, I'd like to take your attention um, to the fact that going forward from now, we're going to be releasing um, bi-monthly, bi fortnightly. Fortnightly. Yeah, so every two weeks we're going to be letting out episodes now rather than weekly now, just because of the fact um, that commitments are, are making it harder and harder to uh, keep to that weekly schedule and we'd rather be putting something out rather than nothing um, if this changes between now and then um, you'll be the first to know but as of this conversation that you're hearing right now we're going to um, fortnightly episodes just keep an eye on our social media keep an eye on social media changes. i'll always do a little thing at the beginning of the episodes anyway as you've heard right now so, the reason Emma is joining me is because we're going to be focusing on a little bit more of the stories that have been happening whilst Aldnib's team, as the group is currently referred to, are dealing with the chain and, uh, or currently, Crendel, um, and all the issues that have been happening there. You've been hearing over the last few weeks those things of, um, of, uh, the Council of Syrinx and setting them up, and now we're going to do a little bit more fun. So... Emma will be playing a character for me uh, to play on the absolute um, uh, amnesia kind of um, not not knowing what's going on and such of the uh, the character that she'll be playing. Um, so I will just jump into this as I have been doing a bit more. Um, I'm not playing my usual character. Yeah, you're not playing Ian. You're playing a character that I've given you the character sheet for. Um, we're going to play it fast and loose as well because... This is the first time you're looking at the character sheet. <laughs> we'll just go for ease and necessity rather than going, well, the rules actually say that a ranger can do this. Mm. Um, that's not to judge. So I'm a ranger. Good yeah. You're playing a Beastmaster ranger by the name <laughs> of Peregrine Finn. Finn? Peregrine Finch, Finch. sorry. <laughs> not one of us has got the name right today. <laughs> I wrote her. She is perfect. <laughs> She's very good. She's I, not a background I character. I especially like her beast companion, but would be absolutely terrified. Oh, I do apologise. Um, I haven't given you the name of the beast companion. Oh. Uh, it's Laurel. 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 Do we say at this point what it is? Uh, it's a giant wolf spider. It's a giant wolf spider. Laurel. Laurel, the giant wolf spider. Because what um, else would you name? Spell double L. Um, Welsh. O R A U L. Laurel. Cool. Are most D&D &D words just normal words with extra letters in them? No, we were making a joke about this earlier on uh, Liam's stream that uh, okay. people give ridiculous names yeah. like hyphens and stuff like that. Like, it's Laure like I, my character normally is called Ian, which is spelled X-E-E-Y-A-A-N. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a running gag. Um, anyway, okay, cool. right, let's jump straight into this. Laurel. So, Peregrine. You have had quite a bad few days like everyone else that you uh, met on the first few days of the uh, of the uh, the kind of competition that Brenda Whitgall had set up um, you have been sent out into the world to look into what's going on with these evils and such your group picked up one of the mission cards which sent you over into the west of the island into the darkwood near a place called Nightglade which in real world uh, Cordelia, not Nomadia, you know is basically the kind of like the melting pot kind of uh, home of all the more nefarious characters of uh, Bowerheath. It's ran by a hooded, cloaked figure that nobody really knows anything about other than the name Solus Burntree. It's predominantly the home of uh, multiple thief guilds and uh, assassin guilds um it is the 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 wood itself dark wood um is kind of like this evil twin to the uh more um uh, elven and um uh, druidic glaifair forest to the uh to the south of this wooded area 
um, and it does just sit in a nook um, at the northwest side of the Spine Chill Mountain. So a lot of your travel has been quite polite and lovely up until uh, getting over and around Ocarina Lake and into the Darkwood itself. Did you say Druid? Druidic. Uh, Druidic, yes. Glayfair is famous for its uh, kind of like Druidic and uh, kind of like um, very nomadic nature sort of thing. A lot of elven communities live in uh, Glayfair Forest. Glayfair Forest. Yes. Uh, for Emma, that's where Ilaria is from. Oh, thank um, you. Good to know. Uh, so, you've been travelling quite hastily. You are, uh, Peregrine Finch, the leader of the group known as the Vagabonds, which started as the strongest group on the map of the ten groups that are currently in this challenge. There were twelve of you. All of you were basically just sellswords and cutthroats that decided to come make some money for yourselves. Uh, you didn't really know much about each other other than the basic names that were given to each other. And as you arrived in the Darkwood over the last few days, the rain hasn't stopped. The sun doesn't permeate the tree line. It is dank. It is miserable. And your last night, the night that you are currently sleeping over, has been the worst this far. For description, so you know what you're looking like, and for our audience, Peregrine is about five foot seven. She is half elf, so human in um, in visuals, but with elven features. Jet black hair pulled back in three uh, kind of ties, one in the centre and two either side that fall behind her ears. She has dark green eyes, a palish white skin, almost. Uh, Almost like the high elf blood that she has is actually drow in origin. She wears comfortable leather armours, um, studded leather, leather uh, what you've currently got marked, um, and wears robes that cover up every part of her that need to be kept out of the way. You wouldn't be um, ill-advised to suggest she was actually a rogue rather than a ranger. The biggest selling point that tells you that she's a ranger is the very formidable but also quite um, pet-like large spider that constantly sits in her shadow. Laurel. Laurel. The group of you had picked up a mission to go into the Darkwood and then to investigate a, um, a land dispute between two lords who have recently set up a hamlet um, a couple of days' travel outside of Nightglade. Lord Barrow and Lord Pierpoint have both been claiming that they are the rightful landlord of the hamlet and therefore should be collecting fiefdom from the citizens of this place. the town guard of the small hamlet had uh, called in help to get assistance. You lot being people who are from Nightglade thought this would be an easy win and headed out. All of this changed last night around sundown. I won't give a specific date because I don't want to give you as a player any in interruptions but to give you an idea it's around the time for our audience and for you that Elgnib's team are currently looking into Tom Welsh's arrest. You sat one night around a campfire, not deciding to travel any further and try to make the best of a bad situation. Sitting around, enjoying each of his company, drinking, playing cards. When the first the perimeter guard screech, everyone stops. There is a thud in the distance. One by one, the twelve vagabonds become one. Each of you shoot out into the darkness, trying to find out what's going on, interrupting things. Stupidly, almost in that kind of like horror movie-esque, everyone thinks they're going to be able to solve this. But each and every one of you have died, and you, Peregrine, are the lone survivor. The only images you have seen are a flashing white figure 
almost like a Victorian dressed gentleman that seems to be grinning behind every tree when they when you take a, a, a glance towards what you think has been doing it. A streak of red from the uh, temple on his head uh, back towards his the back of his neck um, gives this kind of like almost David, David Bowie-esque kind of look to him. Your last thing you do before dropping knackered is to dig a shallow mass grave for the vagabonds. Knowing that Laurel will look after you, you sleep. It's about four in the morning as you hear a twig snap somewhere and you hear the mandibles start to jitter on uh, Laurel's mouth and you hear that weird ticking kind of... Um, it's quite, it's quite uh, disgusting and scary for so, someone who doesn't like spiders. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, and you hear step coming through into the clearing that you are currently sleeping in. You've not bothered uh, moving on. You've used the fire for warmth and the covering of the rare, the shelter that the uh, canopy has given, and stepping out. Of the clearing is this uh, villain-esque looking, um, looking figure that you've seen once or twice. Just as he does this, he stands and just smiles. His hands are crossed across his, the front of his chest. Um, and he uh, he's just looking at you coyly. And just as this is happening, the monocle that you were given by Old Bialy, the little gnome that set you off on this case... Mm starts to vibrate in your pocket. That means the evil is afoot. What do you do? Stay right there. Not a problem. I'm happy to just stay here. I think you might be getting a, uh, a message of some sort. Who are you? Yeah, I'm a friend. A friend of? A friend of anyone who wants to be a friend. No good. Tell me more. Well, maybe take your message. I gesture to Laurel to watch him. The and spider turns and yeah. starts to creep eerily yeah. towards him. Um, and I take the monocle out. Okay. You take the monocle out and you place it on. Oh. And the uh, vibrating stops. And you hear in your head as if someone's sending you a message spell. Uh, old Bialy, the uh, little no gnome. Oh, hello there. Um, so, um, just checking in with you, Peregrine. Um, the, the, the guys who are dealing with things are saying that there's been a weird thing where... The board that keeps a track of everyone is saying that there's only one vagabond left. Have you been going into any like non magic zones or anything like that? Um, have I? No. 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 Oh, okay. Has anything happened to them? Have you seen any of them? They're dead. Oh, so they've taken mortal damage and then they've woken back up, obviously. No. They are about three metres away from me right now in a shallow grave. Ah. Runnawick said people can't die here. Yes, he did. Okay. Um, keep the line open. Don't try to use this monocle to get to anyone else. You can't do it that much anyway. It's, a, it's an open line, essentially. But uh, be aware I might be trying to reach out to you again. Can I take it off? Oh, of course, yeah. Will do. I take it off and put it in my pocket. But keeping the line open... I don't know how that works. You've just been given the monocle and told it will help you. I would just assume the line is kept open, but it's going back in my pocket. Yep. Okay. Can I hang it around my neck? Yeah, you can have it. It's got a chain and stuff around it. It's it's just you keep it how you want. You know that this is the one that Algnib currently has in the group, for example, for you, Emma, and not Peregrine. Um, it's the one that was given so when Aldnip put it on he could see yes. the names of the characters. Yeah. Funnily enough, I as, you were, that from weeks ago. as you were looking at um, this person, because yeah. you were not taking your eyes off him, yeah, yeah. you can see the parchment floating above Laurel's head saying that he is a level 11 beast companion and says his hit points and stuff like that. This character that you're looking at or creature, or whatever he is in this weird world that's been set up in this arcane copy, it just has this weird bluish-red lining around him, and it's nothing like anyone else you've looked at when you've looked through the monocle. 
So there's a, there's a there's a thing there that says he's a level eleven. So Laurel is a level eleven. Laurel is level eleven beast companion. Yep. Companion. Yeah. This guy's. This guy just, just has a weird outlining to him, as if in the darkness you can see this like red drawing around him, almost like someone's drawn an aura around him, and simultaneously you can see this weird bluish one, almost like when you take your glasses off in a 3D movie sort of thing, oh, and you okay. see the free images overlaying. Yeah. Let's start again. Why are you here? I'd like to leave one alive. So you can tell the rest to stop. So you've killed the other 11 of my group? Oh hey, they were quite easy. And how is it that they are dead? Well, um, one I slit the throat off. Right. One I stabbed in the heart. Do you know who we are and why we're here? Oh, you're some of uh, Skeletal's guys, aren't you? You know... The one who's always grinning. Right. We can't die here. <laughs> Zephyr um, told you. <laughs> we will awaken elsewhere, but it appears my colleagues have not awoken at no, all. I had a little bit of a friendly ch conversation with someone. That means that uh, Mr. Gall's plans aren't exactly going the way he thinks. Why am I the one left alive? As I said, I need someone to tell everyone what's happening. But why me? Because it's funny. For what reason? I like to play games. This, this is fun. This is a game you're clearly playing now, and I'm having the time of my life. Well, what'll happen is, hopefully, mm. you'll go back to that little castle wherever you started from. Mm. And the rest of them will go back. I've seen the groups thus far. I've been to Crendel. I've met the little, the weird little one with the wings and the the one with the the nose, and I've seen the other ones. You know the ones that were uh, drowning in the lake last time I saw them. And um, there were the ones that I dropped onto the mountain. They weren't at the mountain when I met them, but. So you're appearing to all the groups taking part. Oh, by... sorry. Um, I apologise. Have you not been introduced properly? Were you told there is a great evil that's going to take over the land and you need to stop it? A little, yes. Ah, I'm the great evil. Hi. You're very polite for a great evil. Brennigan Finn, at your service. And he bows Pleasure. very... Pleasure. Peregrine Finch. That's a very interesting name. Thank you. I like people with interesting names. I like people who are interesting, if I'm honest with you. Thank you. As interesting as you are, I'm a little bit bored with this conversation that's rude i haven't even done anything properly and what is it you plan to do please uh, if there is a game of foot share the rules with me i need you to go home 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 or i to... need you to go back to the castle right where you started and i need you to tell that little gnome that's sending all of you out to stop messing around i have plans well what how is he messing around well the idea is apparently and I know this from a lengthy conversation I've had with some like-minded individuals. That you're going to come and defeat me. And then whoever defeats me and stops me enacting some evil. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just roll over and take it. And then you're going to go back to this new world that's based off here. Well, I'll clear one thing up. It was never insinuated you would roll over and take it. I believe <laughs> that... The danger was impressed upon us, shall we say, but... Some of you didn't listen, did you? We were also told that no real danger could befall us. That'll be my colleagues. Oh. I will give you but a word to send home. Two of your heroes, and he gestures in a very theatrical kind of open quotation sort of thing. Two of your heroes aren't heroes. Two of your heroes are on my side. Which ones could it be, though? There were ten teams. We could take a lot less time if you just told me who they were. That wouldn't be fun. You could do it through interpretive dance. No. Here's my thing. I'm willing to align with any like-minded individuals. I've already taken two, as I've said. 
Nomadia, as I've been told this place is, is a copy of this place called Cordelia. And I don't really care about Cordelia, because Cordelia wasn't made for me. This place, and he just gestures very grandly around the, the opening. This place is, um, place is a fine place to call home. It's a fine place to be a king of, if I'm honest with you. So Nomadia was made for you? Nomadia was made so your shiny friend, Mr. Brendawick Gall, could test you all to the abilities without harming you, without harming the people of Cordelia, as it's been referred to. And now you're the king. Oh, I'm sorry, you want to be the king? When you finish this, Nomadia disappears. It's a simulation. Yes. It stops being. Yes. Not if I have my way. What would you like to do with it if you had your way? It becomes real. It becomes... It already is real. Okay, it... And he takes a dagger from his pocket and just slings it towards you. Um, Cool. With your AC... Yeah. Oh, that's a natural one. It won't hit. No, it doesn't. Actually, he technically he would have advantage because he's doing it. <laughs> Such a beautiful moment. Well, a natural one. I went, actually, no, he'd have advantage because he's doing it without shock. Natural 20. <laughs> um, I mean, that kind of hits. Yeah. Um, um, where is this dex? Just so I can sort this out a bit. Can I dodge? Um, you would not be able to dodge. Because that's what the roll is for. So, so you take six points of piercing damage. Okay. I apologise if this is a uh, slow. I'm that's getting used to it. Wow, this won't let me do anything on here. So. Just write down. Sorry, this is, it might be because you're not a controller of the character. It's yeah. just an unassigned character on D&D Beyond, which is a great place to go run your characters and everything. Please, please don't tell this is the wrong way. Dear audience. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I just, I can't change any of the things. So. That'll be why, because you're not the controller of the character. I'll have to do this all manually. So I apologise, I wasn't prepared. But I've I'm, I'm got my pen and paper ready. That's right, fine. okay. Um, can I get the piercing damage by trying to butt the thing out of the I'm way? I'm going to say, because of the way that D&D works, no. um, his role to attack you was the thing to see if it hits. Okay. I'm going to say that you can gracefully play it off like it slams into your shoulder yeah. you can do that because she's quite a badass person I'm going to flinch as little as possible pull it out and throw it over my shoulder to behind me did that hurt at all don't worry you like can tell a me splinter. ah but it did hurt then of course it hurt I had a blade stuck in my shoulder aye and that's my point is what Brendelwick wanted to do was you were meant to feel a weird sensation as if you're being hit but you're not meant to take the pain because your soul is currently away from your body we got told that kind of but nobody also demonstrated well allow me to tell you that my changes mean that those examples would now be inaccurate well feel free not to do it again well feel free not to do anything silly looking at your little pet here he gestures very coyly towards the... Laurel just clicks her pincers bit... Yeah. <laughs> and sort of rears up on her two legs and like rubs her two front legs together while clicking. Peregrine. What I'm trying to say is I don't want to have to kill you. I will, but I'd like you to go home and tell little Bialy or whatever his name is. Old Bialy. Old Bialy. That this is my land and you should all go home properly. Who were the other two people? I told you, there are two of the people in your little game. The people in charge or two random contestants who apparently are Oh, that would be giving you too much information. And where's the fun in the... like? The Easter egg hunt needs to show, you know. I can't just tell you to go and uh, look in the in the cave under the waterfall and you find could, the item. But I understand how that would be less thrilling for you. It'd be less thrilling for you as well. It would stop this nonsense conversation. Is there anything else? Before the week is over, there will be one of each group. 
I may have to revisit one or two of them. Some of them have been quite strong. Sorry about your lot. They don't seem to be that useful. It happens. They'll already know, because as you've already seen from your message, they're starting to get reports that things are wrong. The Whispering One is coming, and he will help me take what I want. The Whispering One? We call him by that to make sure he doesn't get offended. The Archlich. The Lord of Lies. The man who killed the Great Eight. Ringing any bells? You're welcome to make a history check if you would like. Yes, I was just thinking. Because you are from um, Cordelia, not uh, from Faerun. I, I only got an eight. An eight? You've heard these names passed around from travellers coming from different realms, but these names have never been held in the histories of Cordelia. Okay, so I don't really know at all. I've just heard it. Which is weird because this character has been made for Cordelia. Hmm. Brennawick Gaul, who has come from a different place, um, as the histories tell it, knows of different realms such as this Torrell, such as uh, Greyhawk, such as Eberron. He knows of these places, and you know of them because visitors have come this way into Cordelia, but it's never really been a thing that has interrupted. I think you can go. Pardon? I think you can leave now. Oh, I'm happy to leave. I just wanted to have a conversation before the inevitable. What, what do you think you'd do at this point? Fight. You're going to fight me? And he just no. grins. No, fight. I don't know. Fight. Defeating you would serve a purpose, but I don't think you're the one in control. Right now, I am the big evil. That this... I'll say again, you are very cordial for a big evil. Ah, you know, manners don't cost anything. You do have the twisted villain monologue down, though. Oh, yeah. I've been made... Renewal Gaul has lived an eternity and he has learnt of many bad guys in his time. I am based off a plethora of different people. Strad von Zarevich for his vampiric nature. A Sererak for his deviousness and his intellect. Demogorgon for his insanity. I'm a little bit of everything, all rolled into one. Who did you steal the cheesy performer thing from? Oh, that's all me, baby. Oh, good. Wow, you're nothing if not original. Is there anything else you need to tell me? So the whispering one, just to make this clear, two, two people. Two people. In the competition. In the competition. They could be in charge or they could be contestants. Plants, as it were. Are not who they seem. Mm-hmm. And the whispering one, and she uses quote marks, mm-hmm. is active, lurking, doing things. The last I was informed, he's not graced us with his appearance just yet, but... um. My associates are looking into bringing him home. Mm-hmm. And for the good of all mankind, we should stop that from happening. Oh, that's the boring part. Like, you know, you need you lot always raise up and you, you fight things. But you, do you ever think that, you know, if you hadn't bothered and you haven't done all the pomp and circumstance, bad people wouldn't have rose to meet you anyway? I mean, I don't really give 
a fig about the rest of mankind, as long as they're not in my way. It sounds like he's going to get in my way. He's going to get in everyone's way. If you think Brendawick Gall is powerful, he hasn't got a thing on this one. What about you? How powerful are you? I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Hmm. But, um, I pack a punch. Hmm. That's useful to know. Laurel! And I get Laurel to, we have a secret signal, which means bite. Okay. And I do the thing. Yeah, Beast Companion especially. Like... Laurel goes for his um, lower calf. Go for it. I'm going to say roll attack with advantage. because sorry, I just need to get Laurel back up on the screen to, to get the, the scores. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, that's fine. I think with this we're going to start some initiative as well yes, after this. But we'll get, we'll get this attack so, done first. This is mainly weapon attack. Um, does a... Remember that you get to add your proficiency and stuff. Does a 15 hit? A uh, 15... Is that natural 15, sorry, or...? Uh, no, it was a 12 plus 3. Do I, I add my proficiency to the damage, don't I? You add the proficiency to the attack roll as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so that'll be plus 4. So, yes, yeah, so 19. Then. 19, that'll definitely hit him. Okay, um, and then Laurel does a uh, bite, which does... Um, woo, that does 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. Can I just double-check? Is yeah. Laurel... I can't remember with the Beast Companions. Are they classed as magical attacks because he has the, the bonding with you. Um, uh, do, 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 let me have a look. It'll be on here somewhere. What's your look? It obeys your commands. It verbally attacks. It verbally commands. I'm going to put some battle. If I don't issue a command, it takes the dodge. Beast never requires your command to use its reaction. It doesn't say. We'll go with. About that. We're going to say just because of this is a, a one-off. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. So he takes the full damage rather than the resistance that he would have to non-magical attacks. So he takes a full eleven damage, and we'll roll some initiative. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, that's that's my sorry. That's my fault. I I hadn't read this bit. <laughs> Um, so they did the damage. The target must make a DC eleven Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. No, it's fine. Um, he will make a constitution saving throw for you. Um, that's a natural 17, uh, so 21. So he beat the saving throw, so that is a um, successful pass. So he takes um, half of seven. We round it up, don't we? Or do we round it round down? down? So three uh, poison damage. Three poison damage. As well as the um, piercing damage. Lovely. As well. Um, and can you let me know if... Poison damage reduces him to zero hit points. Yes, okay. Okay. Um, lovely. Let me just like go. Oh, no, no. Perfect. Would you like to roll some initiative for me? Yes. I don't need to. Do I need to add my proficiency bonus to this, or is it just a uh, straight add five? It would just be add five. Uh, 15. Weirdly, he's rolled really low. <gasps> so you're 15, was oh, that? 15. Okay, lovely. Um. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Oh, so, really no, it's cool. It's a, it's a quick uh, game. We're doing this more for story. So, I'm going to pop you on this little makeshift battle that I've made. He's currently over in the distance, over here. It's played by Ellipsis. The character I'm going to have. Shame the audience can't see. Laurel is going to be played by Grimnir. Okay. Biting into him, and then you are. So he's been on the outskirts of this, uh, this clearing that you're in, and about. 20, 30 feet away, so I'll say about 30 feet just for the actual I've, ju I've just read again, I've just found again, the beast attacks now count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to not much attack. Lovely, so he is 30 feet ahead of you. Yes. Um, there is nothing in the space around you, there's a clearing behind, there's a, a tree line behind him, and the, the clearing itself is quite large, um, about uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, about 40, 50 feet uh, in uh, diameter. So uh, go for it. So Laurel's already going to be next to him. Laurel's right up next to him, bites she, into. She bit him. Yep. Okay, so it's me. Lovely. Okay. So what would you like to do? I get two attacks per action. Two attacks per action. But casting a spell doesn't count as an attack, it just counts as an action. Yes. So um, I'm going. Right, for, for my first action, I'm going to cast um, Ensnaring Attack. Ensnaring attack. Uh, where's it gone? Ensnaring strike, sorry. 
So what it means is that um, the next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack before the end of the spell, um, uh, the rise, writhing mass of thorny vines appears and ensnares him. But I have to cast the spell before I can attack him. Isn't that a bonus action? <gasps> oh my god, it is. Rangers have a lot of spells which are bonus oh, actions. Yeah, so I'm you cast really it as a bonus action and then use your action to actually do the attack. Oh, right. You've just got to say, I do it before. I cast it before. So cool, you pull the, the first arrow quickly yeah, out of your quick. I'm going to... You pull the arrow, you I knock it. Am. Um, so this is a... As you, uh, as you knock the arrow. Shoot, okay. Yeah, you've got a plus one longbow. No, it's not that. It's just that the hit slash DC is plus 12 for this. So oh, yeah, because um, it's uh, you've got a plus five in... Um, yeah. You've got a plus so, five in dexterity. Yeah. Uh, plus the four of your um, your modif- of your yeah. uh, proficiency. Plus 12, I was like... Then the plus one for... Yeah. It's okay. I know. So, um, so I rolled a three plus 12 is 15, so I hit. 15? Uh, 15 does not hit. That's fine, because do I still get two attacks? You do. Okay, um, 18. Does 18 hit? 18 does hit. Okay, let's do that. Let's do some damage. So I have hit him with an arrow. Yep. Or with a with a, with a a bolt, whatever it is we want to call an arrow. it. So I'll get the damage from that in a minute. Yep. But ensnaring strike happens. So a writhing mass of thorny vines appear at the point of impact. Yep. So I'm going to evade. So you get his, like, into chest, the yeah. chest, and then um, it just kind of does that really cracking wood sound as it starts to uh, uh, come out of the arrow and wrap around could it. Could you make a strength saving throw? Strength saving throw. That is uh, fifteen. Okay, so that fails. So he is now restrained until the spell ends. So he's restrained for a minute. Okay. Um, while restrained. You take 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of your turns. Okay. And now I need to do the damage for my um, longbow. So it was 1d8 plus 6 plus 1d8 plus 2. That's 1d8. And I'll have to look up if I knew what the dice I was pulling. Do these scores here have my proficiency already? It's just the spider that does it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 2 plus 6. So 8 um, stabby damage. 8 stabby damage. From the arrow. And then he needs to do a piercing damage check before he and starts his turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, you take Seven take five. your first. <laughs> yep. You take it. Take your first shot. It goes over his shoulder. Yep. The next one, you're not sure if it's the wind or if it's the rain or just the 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 stress of it. But you don't hit him on the first one. The second one, you do it. It slams directly into his left pectoral. Um, he then kind of. Follow, falls back a gentle bit with the uh, the force of it, but then stands and grins towards you as you then have the vines come out and start to wrap around Are him. Are they going to restrain his arms? Down so yep. They, they wrap around him. Um, lovely. Um, I believe Laurel also works on your turn. Yes. So it would be officially Laurel's turn now. Okay, Laurel is going to bite again. So... Um... Sorry, I have to keep getting the, the thingy up to, to see to see the numbers. That's right. Um, so does a um, does a thirteen hit? A thirteen does not hit. Rubbish. Um, yeah, it was a thirteen. Never mind. She bit, but the thorn got in the way, and she actually just got a mouthful of vine rather than. Flesh. Okay, lovely. Um, oh, it's his go. His turn. Uh, so as he looks at you, he has to roll for his uh, his bramble. One d six piercing damage. Oh, you'd roll that. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. That's your damage. Three. Three points of piercing damage. Three points of piercing damage. Lovely. A minute is six. Six rounds. Uh, ten rounds. Ten rounds. Okay. Six seconds around. Ten rounds. So um, one. Yep. So uh, it comes to his turn. The the bramble starts to. Cr- crunch into his uh, sides and such uh, and you can see him doesn't seem to be battering an eyelid, he's just grinning at you the entire time, and looks down and goes roll, his eyes roll back and he goes oh. and then you see the brambles just drop to the ground as he you see that there's kind of like almost like a puff of smoke and then the smoke starts to coalesce and then just darts towards you um, I dodge 
Uh, what's the miss for? Love it. So it turns it. He turns into smoke and darts towards you. Um, I believe he has a flying speed of twenty feet in this instance. So he turns to smoke and darts twenty, uh, and then he would dash. I believe. No, because he's used his action to turn into mist. So he's now uh, ten feet ahead of you. Um, and that will bring us back to the top of the round with your turn. Um, I'm going to cast Bestial Spirit. Let me just make sure. Uh, uh, reverse. Oh, wait a minute. I'm reading okay. the wrong thing, I think. Wait a minute. What's the bitswall? Oh, I'm reading the wrong bit. That's fine. I'm going to say it probably takes an action to come out of this form again, then, uh, because it just says it's an action to turn into this form. Um, anyway. So he's currently made of smoke? Yes, he's currently just a smoky mist in front of you. Um, and if you don't know how you can attack smoke, but okay. Uh, you can see what you can do. I'm going to cast Bestial Spirit yep. to create a smoky beast. Okay. Um, we're in a forest, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so it's some animal that's native to a forest. Um, I'm going to have it be a land animal because I can't think of anything specific. Wolf. wolf let's go wolf. Let's go wolf. So um, it is going to... I'm going to use my D4 to play the, the wolf. Where do you place him? Um, like there. Yep, so um, it just appears just next to the smoky beard, like uh, smoky uh, mist that's uh, this Brenda Wick, uh, not Brenda, uh, this Brennigan, who's uh, currently 10 feet ahead of you, so just next to him appears this another smoke. My, my smoky wolf is going to maul him. Okay. Your spell attacks modifier to hit. Pass from space. Spell attack modifier to hit. What's my spell attack modifier? Oh, eight. Okay, this doesn't have my proficiency added to it, does it? It's just my spell attack modifier. Um, Is all it says? Yeah, just spell attack. So, does a uh, 22 hit? 22 will indeed hit, yes. Um, okay, I'm casting it at third level. Uh, um, yeah, third level, sorry. Casting it at third level. So, uh, it hits... Um, it does 1d8 plus 4 plus the spell's level piercing damage. So, 1d8 plus 4 plus 3, because you cast it oh, at third level. okay, 1d8 plus 4 plus 3, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do that. That's fine. 8 plus 4 plus 3, so 9, 12. 12, 12 points. Um, piercing damage from a smoky wolf. Okay, lovely. Uh, <laughs> lovely, so that's your turn? Yeah. What does Laurel do? Um, we're going to go... Straight forward. Let me get her back up because I keep flipping between. Green. Laurel. Um. <laughs> uh, we're going to bite again. Let's bite again. So, um, does. So she crawls up alongside the mist and starts to bite towards it. Go for it. Um. 21? 21, 21 will hit, hit. yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does. Um, uh, 11 piercing damage. Um, and you need to make a um, constitution saving throw again. Okay, so I don't a, know if you still do if so, you're smoke. So that's 11, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I'm going to say that because it doesn't have a physical, you're just biting into the weird essence of him. It yeah. can't get poisoned, but okay. it can uh, take the damage itself because it's magical attacks right. uh, that are happening. Um, the the feature of this says it does take, uh, it can only take m magical damage or okay. sunlight damage because it's a, okay. a vampire. Because we're gonna, so we're going to use magical damage because yeah. Lovely. Um, so that's your turns. Yep. Um, he is going to. Uh, because it doesn't actually say it reverses its true form when it dies. Or back to its true form. Okay, so he uses his action. Yep. And turns back into um, 
turns back into a human form or humanoid form uh -huh. and comes charging towards you. Both your wolf and your spider will get a uh, attack of opportunity here. Yay! Um, so let's do the wolf first. Wolf is going to um, do a bitey bite again. Yep. Uh, uh, again at third level, and then I believe that is. Oh no, I've got one more third level slot. Okay, cool. Seventeen hit. Oh wait, I'm doing this wrong. Okay. Uh, sorry, I have it. Seventeen does indeed hit. Okay, so the wolf does. Um, I'm just trying to find its damage. I keep putting my d8. One d8 plus. Yeah. Four um, plus three. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen piercing damage from the spicy wolf, and from um, Laurel. I don't know why I cannot remember this every time. Um, 18. Does 18 hits. hit? Thank you. Uh, 6 piercing damage. 6 piercing damage. Um, and now he's turned back, he can get the poison damage again. Lovely. Um, so, yep. So you need to make a constitution saving throw for me, please. That is a uh, unnatural 20. Natural? Unnatural. Oh, okay. Uh, so 20 altogether. He cast it anyway, so it takes 3 uh, poison damage. Lovely. So, um... That brings us to his turn. Okay, no, he, that was his turn. It now brings us back to top of the round with your your turn. Okay, uh, before he does that, one d six piercing damage again. He won't. Because oh no, he won't. It's not in the thing anymore. Yeah, uh, sorry, before he brings it to your turn, he's going to use a legendary action um, to make an attack against okay. you. I believe he makes. Uh... Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> Let me just do something quickly here. Just need to follow. There we go. Uh, da -da, da -da. Because it's not loading all of the bits on it again. It keeps doing this every now and then. I don't know why. Uh, that one, please. So he pulls out of thin air as he attacks you. Um, he pulls a, a blade of smoke. Okay. Um, you're not sure where it came from. He just raises his hand as if to swing a blade towards you but he has nothing in his hand but as it arcs from an un up uh, from a lower position up towards you smoke coalesces out of his hand and a giant great sword appears in his hand and he swings it two-handed almost like a golf club up towards your face um against oh, sorry that did that is um uh, that is an unnatural 20 to hit yeah okay that hits cool you're not taking <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where the fun turns. No. Um, this you... is when this episode's nearly over. <laughs> uh, you take uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. And he grins at you as, as it swipes ah, through you. Oh. It doesn't feel like a blade hitting you. It feels like almost like a cold wind just so passes into, into your lungs. Uh -huh. uh, as it passes through you, it feels like a, almost like a ghost has tread through you. Uh, and it, it, it's such a weird sensation, but you feel a stinging sensation across the part that has passed through. Um, lovely. Um, excellent. Your turn again. What would you like to do? Um, I am going to... Um, I'm going to... As a bonus action, cast Hunter's Mark because I can do extra damage with it. Yep. So um, I do an extra 1d6 damage to the target whenever I hit. Okay. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to fire. So he's right up in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to take my longsword out. So you'd have to take your action to put your. Yeah. I know we we're saying we we're playing fast yeah. and loose, but you'd be I panicking he's there. You throw, drop my bow. you throw the bow. I'm going to say I'll let you have, like, as an action, pulling the blade. You just, you just okay. drop the bow without okay. care and pull the blade. Pull the blade. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, but you wouldn't be able to attack no, with know. it. I know. But you mark it, you focus on him, and as you do, you drop the blade, drop the, the bow, and you pull the blade um, with the same swing of the arm. Um, I believe you have uh, two uh, little lovelies to look after you as well, if you'd like to. Yep. 
do your thing. Let's do our usual. Let's go for maul and bite again. Oh, sorry, you've taken damage. Could you roll a constitution check for me, please? Uh, so it's a d20, you add your constitution. I got a natural one. So It's going to be bad. So because it's ten or half the damage uh, of what you've just taken, yeah. um, ten is the, but you've rolled under that, yeah. you lose concentration on your uh, on your conjured animal. Okay. So it's just Laurel now. It's just Laurel. So as you're focusing uh, there, uh, you take that blade, you then look again and like call both the creatures towards you to help, yeah. but only Laurel comes out of the distance. Laurel! And Laurel does bite a bite. Bite, roll for attack. I'm, I'm rolling. Um, does a... 24 hit. 24 does indeed I hit. I don't even know why I asked that question, because I know very well that that's not <laughs> hit. Uh, okay. Um, nine piercing damage. Nine piercing damage. And can you make a constitution save for Yep. Um, bless you. Um, that is a natural 20. Take three. Three, lovely. Poison damage. Three poison damage. poison damage. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, that will bring it to his turn, who grins towards you as one down. Um, and he's going to swing with his greatsword towards you again. Okay. Uh, that's a natural 17, so that'll be plus so 26. Yeah, that hits. Um, I'll roll for the second one to see if that one hits as well. Uh, that is a 12. No. Okay, so the first one passes uh, passes through you and does the damage. The second one, uh, you glance away with... You, you bring your blade up, not knowing if this smoky blade will actually be stopped by it, but your blade actually catches it and stops it. Oh, that's um, good. That's uh, in defence. Oh. Oh. Um, so you'll only be taking one hit of damage. Great, wonderful. Uh, which I've which rolled... Which is going to be like 56, I not I've rolled well on... Um, that is 16 points of uh, slashing damage for you. Making you do math. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Ah! Um, slashing damage. Ah, ah, I'm still up. I'm still up. And he, Good. just under his breath, goes, You can yield if you'd like. I'm not yielding as long as there is breath in my body. Your choice. Um, your turn. I'm going to uh, go for him twice with the sword. So... Um, first one across his face. Yep. Second one, I'll see if it works before I decide where it's going. Okay. Because I've got an idea, but I. Um, oh, it's not my longbow, is it? It's my. I keep saying longsword. It's a short sword. Short sword. I, I was saying the wrong thing. Um, uh, does a sixteen hit? Sixteen just hits. Okay. And does a. Um, Oh, that one's good. Uh, does 24 hit? Well, if 16 just hits, right. yes. <laughs> so, the first one goes across his face. Yep. So, he's probably just going to get just a light graze. Yep. Second one I'm going to bring up into his genital region. Excellent. Um, as if I'm trying to cleave him up. Yep. Cool. So, in terms of damage, um, for the first one, it's um, eight, eight piercing damage. Yep. For the second one... It's eight piercing damage again. Lovely. So 16 piercing damage altogether. You notice as you bring the blades across him and yeah. you do these quite wounding and very uh, detailed attacks that you would normally work on a normal human, he just kind of grins at you and goes, ah, that does tick a little. Um, oh, what are you? Complicated. Yes, I get that. <laughs> um, Why won't you just die? And that'll be your turn. Laurel? Does it bite? Does it bite? Roll for attack. Um, I'm sorry, every time I forget what Laurel does. That's fine. Um, three, 16. 16? 16. It just hits. Hit. Yes. Uh, um, 11 piercing damage. 11 piercing and, damage. Um, and then a constitution save. And yeah, that nonsense. Obi rolls quite low. 11. Um, that's just on. It's a, so it's he a meets. 11. Yeah. yeah, he meets. So he's past it. So he takes a three then. Three, lovely. You can see that he's actually started to look uh, as he's right up close now. You can see he's actually got a, a fine layer of sweat. He's he's actually looking like he's having to work now. And you can see that um, where he was quite cocky, he's now got this kind of like malevolent kind of almost enjoyment in his eyes and like almost like this kind of happiness. What's happening? 
um, just so you're aware. Um, before the end of your turn, he's going to take a. Uh, he's going to take a. Uh... No, yes, actually, I'm going to say he does that. He takes uh, a, a bonus action to punch you. Not a bonus action, a legendary action to Cheers. punch you. Cheers. So would a. Just a bunch of this. Uh, ah, so that so that'd be a fifteen to hit. No. Okay. So he just he shoulders it. He brings his elbow up and tries to catch you with his elbow. Uh, and you duck under it. And as he he looks down, he grins and he goes, "Excellent, thank you." Um, that brings us to his turn, where he will now first attack. Natural twenty. Uh, yes, that hits. So you take... <sighs> 24 points of piercing, of slashing damage. Okay. You alright? Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you? Just what's checking. 57. 57, not bad. Just under half of my points. Um, he is then going to take his uh, uh, second attack. I'm trying to hit you again. Yeah. Oh, I won't. It's 11. No. Ha-ha. <laughs> Lovely. So he brings the, the blade down. Oh, I'm laughing. This is time. He brings it down yes. and around. No. Um, over the top of his head. Get. Almost in like an executioner's fashion and cuts across your throat where you were, where you've kind of lunged under to avoid the head check. Um, and as, as he swings it down, it feels like something has sliced through your throat. It's such a weird sensation, and you also you, there's a moment where Am one I of reading? your one of your free hands reaches to your throat. It's, it's complete. Three hands. Like, one of your, oh. your your free hand. Uh, you reach to your throat to check it. No laceration. No, like sigh. It just feels. Uh, but you are still standing, and no problem. He grins, um, and uh, and says, "Juan." Um, now bring us to your turn. <laughs> I've still got my sword in my hand, so I'm yep. going to strike twice. Go for it, roll for attacks. <laughs> plus five, plus nine. Uh, no, it's not plus, it's not plus five, yeah, it's plus nine. Because I don't add another Sorry, I had to do the math quickly. Yeah, I, I forgot what I got, I'm so sorry. Roll again. Okay, it was a 13 or a 15. Oh, now it's a 12, okay. So, <laughs> so 21, 21 hit. hits. Okay. And uh, natural twenty. Yeah. So twenty nine. Does that hit? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the first one, the first one, you'll roll normal, and then you'll double your dice on the second one. Okay. So for the first one, I got eight slashing damage. Eight slashing damage. So I'm gonna like whip across his neck. Yep. In um, with my short sword, not long sword. That's fine. Okay. So now, do I roll my complete damage and double it, or do uh, I, so I double you roll the, the dice. dice twice essentially? I double the dice yeah. and then add five. Yeah. So I got a three, so I double it to a six. No, because we do the, we double the number of dice, not the dice roll. So roll oh. the d6 again. Three plus five two. Five. Plus, plus five. Ten. ten. Slashy damage. Um, from his throat, the other side. Lovely. So, so five, as you five, do, two. you hear this weird sound as if ripping parchment as it passes through. And you watch as the, the skin just gives way. And he, he does this weird thing as he like pulls his face and, goes, <gasps> and his head falls backwards. And just jars back and forth. I stand there, halted for a minute, because he's not down. Laurel? Bites. Roll for attack. <laughs> um, oh, that, that's not going to hit. That's a... I've got Laurel up as well. Sorry, it's 11. I couldn't, 11. I couldn't nope, do doesn't that. Hit. I'm sorry. So you see the head rock back and you take a moment of like, what the fuck? God, I don't want to attack him right now to like totally keep it The up. head then comes up. Oh my God. And you hear the squelch as the two bits of neck oh. contact each other. Oh. And he, his eyes are now burning with fire. Oh. It looks like there's an actual flame where his eyeballs should be. Yeah. And his teeth are starting to elongate in a more vampiric way. Oh my his God. hair starts to become much less uh, like slick and Victorian gentleman. It now looks like this weird kind of like mottled like dead man that's standing in front of you. And you hear under under the wind that's starting to crawl, like blow through the, the clearing his voice go, Peregrine Finn, you're my favourite now. It's Finch. 
Sorry, I meant Finch. I do apologize. Yeah, I know, but it was funny that you didn't say Finch. Um, rolls for attack. The first one is a 22 to hit. Yes, it does. You take... Um, you take uh, 12 points of slashing damage. For the next one... Yep. He doesn't swing with his blade... As he cleaves you and knock it, like uses the force to knock you down into that position again, the way you were with your neck open, he tries to bite you. No. With a natural twenty. Oh, so he does that. So he me. does. No. No. Ah. No. Ah. Ah. Sorry, I can get these people in bed. It's quite late at night. Really, we should not. Oh yeah. Me. So that's a natural twenty with that one. So you'll be taking. That's uh, ten points of piercing damage. Yep. Plus. <laughs> 26 points of necrotic damage. Your hit point maximum is reduced by the amount of that 26 as well. And um, he regains 26 hit points because of it. That is right, that's right. I thought I'd done the max uh, so he gets 26 hit points back. Um, lovely. Um, his skin starts to become much more back of that first image you saw. Um, it is creepy as all hells as you see it. But uh, he, he grins and uh, as he takes, a, takes his head back and uh, wipes away, the cut across his neck now just looks like an old wound or a scar rather than an open cut. And his... Uh, being is starting to return to what it looked like beforehand but there's still hints of that kind of like flame in his eyes and such and the teeth are still out and such anyway um, that will be his turn that brings us back to your round holding my sword in one hand yep I reach into my bag with the other yep to pull out my tinderbox yep I can't light a fire on this go can I no because you've had to use the action to pull the tinderbox okay so that was my go. Because... Yeah, that's cool. So you reach in, you pull your tinderbox, you've yeah. got it in hand, the clasp is li- your thumb is literally yeah. on the clasp ready to knock it open. Yeah. Um, I'll say even, actually, no, you open it and you have the tinder in front of you. Okay, ready. Um, uh, what dying. hit points are you on? Just so... Oof. Dying. Um, Laurel? Um, God, I wish Laurel could actually start a fire. <laughs> I wanted her to go and get a stick. Emma, the fire's always been burning. Since the world kept her. Laurel started the fire. <laughs> Laurel's gonna go and try to bite him, even though she knows it's fruitless. Twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. That's a nine piercing damage, and he needs to take his constitution saving. Go. That's a natural 18, so well, 22. Well, he passed, so he gets three poison damage. Three. Damn this man! This vampire, this... Monstrosity. Brings us back to him. If I was a cleric, I would have a holy weapon. I would shine it in his face right now. As he looks down at you and grins, and goes... Any last words to Laurel before... The end. Laurel knows how I feel. Don't worry. You are a good companion. Don't worry. Kill me first. You'll see each other again. And he grins and he tries to sink his teeth into your neck again. Kill me first. Which will be that first hit is a 15 to hit. No. Second. 18 plus 9. Yeah. Um, so you'll be taking... Was the first one not 15 plus 9? No, the first one was, was a 15 altogether. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Right, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so the second one hits. So that's... Uh, that's seven points of piercing damage for the bite. Yep. And then, with the two remaining you've got, you take... your your minus seven. Okay, I'm in minus hit points. But it doesn't count because obviously the way. So as he sinks his teeth in once more, and you bat him away the first time in a last ditch attempt, but he, clean he bat him away. He bat him away. Uh, he he takes your wrist and snaps it, ah! and then sinks his teeth in, and everything you know, Peregrine, is dark. 
thank you very much for helping me with this episode, Emma. You're welcome. And, uh, I'm having nightmares. I'm going to bed now. I'm having nightmares. You're the first of our group to know about so many of these things that will be coming up in the campaign later. We suspected he was a vampire, but we didn't know for sure. I mean, he turned into a bat. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good indication, but, you know. Anyway. But a lot more other things as well. Anyway, thank you very much for listening all. As we say, um, with the current conversation we're having, we're suggesting that we're going to go to uh, to um, fortnightly episodes. So there won't be an episode next Wednesday um, on the diary. It'll be ninth. This one comes out on the ninth, and that means that the next episode won't be out until the 23rd. So we'll see you on the 23rd unless the mood changes. See you then. Bye for now. Bye.